Okay, if you have a good morning. Hello, man. It's Jimmy Allen here reporting for duty. <laughs> Jimmy Allen, welcome. I appreciate you taking the time to chat. How you doing? Man, doing good. Watching my daughters run around the house and throw diapers everywhere while I try to get ready. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I, lo- I love that. I'm, I'm, I just had a granddaughter born. She's uh, almost five months old. And uh, Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it means a lot. Um, you know, I started off by asking, how are you? I think that's a hugely important question we can ask anybody these days, and it ties in a lot to what happened recently as far as you releasing that untitled song about your mental health. I'm going to get to that in just a second, but i got to tell you, your take on Tom Brady was so on point, right on the money. I was rolling when I saw that on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on yeah, now. Tom got home with them kids. He was like, mm, yep, yep, I don't want to do this. I yep. don't play football. But no, 100%. 100%. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend. Where's my football? Yeah, because he had no excuses. She right. couldn't, he couldn't be like, hey, I'm going to run to the store. I got a meeting. She's like, meeting for what? You're retired. <laughs> These kids in your meeting. Yeah. For what, Tom? <laughs> and then right. she probably started giving them like uh, house chores. He's like, oh, no. Yeah. I'm out of here. This is not for me. All right. So your untitled song that you just dropped a couple days ago about mental illness, you use words like love me for me and faking it. First of all, thank you for being brave enough and transparent enough to remind us about the importance of taking care of our mental health. Oh, man, you're, you're welcome. I got diagnosed with a bipolar disorder when I was 13. You know, it's one of the things where, you know, every day, you know, sometimes you wake up in a good mood, sometimes you don't. Depending mm. uh, on if I take my medication or not. And, but my medication kind of takes away my creative vibe. Right. So in order for me to be me, who Jimmy Allen is, people expect to see, you know, spontaneous, charismatic, creative. That happens when I'm off my medication. But the risk of that, the other thoughts that creep in sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Value and self worth, trying to find purpose, thinking you're not worth anything. Mm. And it's crazy. Mm. Like, you know, how, you know, you can contradict yourself. And I remember, so I wrote this song a little bit ago in the bathroom where I recorded it. You know, things are going well in my career when I wrote it. In my head that day, I couldn't figure it out. It's like a constant battle, mm. you know. Um, where it really feels like you're torn between the Bible and taking pills to get high. Yeah. To feel normal. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I just felt impressed that day to share, you know? Because um, I feel like a lot of times our struggles that we still struggle with can remind other people that they're not, you know, that they're not by themselves. Right. And while you're trying to get better every day, other people realize they're all everybody's trying to get better together. Yeah. Um, because... My father was my person when he was alive. I could really not really take medication because he always found a way. We had this connection. He always knew what to do. He was on the phone. I would go to Delaware a lot. And he was my center. He would center me. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and people were like, well, can you find that in somebody else? Like, no, you just can't. It's, I don't know what it is, but he was my person. Yeah. So ever since he died in 2019, it's been really rough. And I watched the Kanye documentary. Like, I met Kanye before. We were talking about... Um, uh, and there's cousin and all that stuff. And when I was watching documentary, you saw it. You could see the relationship that Kanye had with his mother. And his mother was the person that kind of really centered him. So that's kind of what my problem for me. But I, I just know there's a lot of people struggling. And, you know, mental health is something that we don't really talk about too much. You know, we talk about cancer and all these other diseases, but mental health is a disease as well. There's a way to go about it. There's a way to help each other. I, I, I don't want people to not be ashamed of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you mentioned real quickly, uh, you know, the real Jimmy Allen. Who is who is the real Jimmy Allen? Give me an idea. You mentioned a couple words like spontaneous and creative, but g- dig a little deeper. Yeah, so Jimmy Allen, the entertainer that people see, is spontaneously creative and 
But James Allen, the person I am, I'm actually the total opposite in what you call a in, introverted extrovert. Okay. Um, you know, I have the most fun when I'm not around a lot of people, when I'm fishing, whether it's just, just me or like one or two people watching movies. I go to theater a lot by myself and watch movies. Nice. Like I'll like go theater hop. I'll get there at 11 and watch one movie and watch another one and watch another one. Now, I used to theater hop without paying for all the movies, but no. now I actually pay for them. <laughs> hey, all of them. <laughs> mm. like, when I was broke, man, I'd get there at 11 and watch one, right? And you can look at this big, the schedule online and just jump to another theater real quick. But now I should buy tickets for all of them. You know, sometimes I spend like eight hours at the theater and yeah. watch movies. I love going to the movies by um, myself. I think that's super important. It's fun, man. And I just like chill, you know, hanging out in, in Delaware. I just like to go to Moose Lodge and hang out with a lot of older people and sit down and drink beer and hear stories and stuff. And it's James, you yeah. know. Uh, Jimmy and James are two completely different people. It's like a constant battle between the two. The, the more, I, the more I, I, I listen to you talk, the more I feel like we, we are, are just related somehow. Because I had this friend, this old friend of mine, John Graham. He was an old neighbor, lived right next to me. He was a tail gunner in a V-17. And I love listening to him talk. I, I love old people's stories, man. I could just listen to them talk all day. Same. Man. Dude, learn so much from them. Yes. Like, yes. It's about life. You know, you learn from their mistakes. <clears throat> a lot of times, there's so many situations that we're walking into in life that they've been through. Yes. You know, and I'm not saying every situation will be the same but you can be prepared yep. and you have different options how to handle it kind of like you've been there before yep. you know what I mean yep. but you've been there before through their through their stories yeah 100% um, so when a young man like Mike Parker comes along from Idol and he says something like mm-hmm. you know he, ma- he says something like Jimmy makes me feel like there's a place in country music for me how does that make you feel man it makes me feel great you know what I mean? Because I, I tell people it's not about race. It's not about gender. It's not about none of that. I said it's about everyone who had the career we had because we were inspired by somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the biggest thing with, you know, all my struggles and stuff that I went through and kept going. If I would have quit, what about Mike Parker? Right. Well, a lot of people like Mike Parker that see me that I'm the person that motivated them. I'm the person that inspired them. Yeah. What happened if I would have quit on the dream or the, the the desire that the passion that God put in my heart? Yeah. If I would have quit, these are all the people that I've inspired. Would they have found someone else? Yeah. Or would they have not found someone else to inspire them? And I get letters from people with all different skin colors and whatever, whatever, saying I inspired them. I'm like, man, if I would have quit, what would have happened? And hearing stories like that from Mike and other people I meet, you know, it definitely validates. You know, my career choice, it gives me purpose on days where I feel uh, useless. Sure, sure. Days I feel like I'm not doing anything worthwhile. Yeah. Um, so it was uh, it was great, man. That's another reason why I got so emotional. Look at all the people that inspired me from Matchbox 20 to Charlie Pride to Bears Rucker to Aaron Tippins to Bono from U2. So many people. Even my favorite actors like Will Smith and... Tom Hanks. Let's stay on the whole connected thing, and I love your 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 open vision you have of how connected we are and should be. I think For Love and Country on Amazon is a must-watch, in my opinion. How did that whole project come about? Someone reached out to me, to my team from Amazon, and I'm like, uh, trying to put this thing together. Would Jimmy like to be a part of it? Because I, I wanted to tell my story, and anytime I hear anyone say, but it's said, man, it's hard for whether it's women, people of color, or whatever, 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 and music. 
or in country music, whatever. I'm saying, okay, life has obstacles, man. Yeah. And I wanted to say, that's what I wanted to say. Is that obstacles don't control your work ethic or the quality of music you put out. Right. And your cultural background, your gender, your sexual preference is not an excuse to have bad music supported. Right. It's not. Right. When the, when, at the end of the day, we're in the music business. You know what I'm saying? That's why I, was, I said on that, focus on the music, the music business. Make great songs. Great songs, no matter who it's created by, always gets to the place where it needs to be. You know what I mean? And I don't get wrapped up in obstacles. You want to know why? I chose this genre of music. Right. So I can't choose a genre of music. I can't choose my job then complain about the obstacles that come in my job. Right on. Everybody has obstacles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like... We should just focus on the music, you know? Make great music, you know? And then you fight for great music. And great music always gets heard. And I tell people, whether it's radio, they say there's a song on radio don't play. Okay, cool. Maybe that song finds its way on TV. Right. Or finds its way through streaming. Right. You know, great music always gets found. Great example, Casey Musgraves. Yes. A lot of stations don't play Casey, but guess what? She's selling out arenas. How? Because her great music found a way to connect. Dude, she's so good, man. That's what we've got to understand. It's not about having every avenue grab your music and support it because maybe the type of music you have doesn't fit their core listeners and that's not nothing personal. Right. It's a business. But just because one group doesn't support you is not an excuse to stop. And Casey did. She found her way. Yeah. You know, and it's like, just again, you focus on, there's so many examples of focusing on the music, you know, and people and. People say, well, I need to have X amount of followers. And I said, no, you don't. When I got my record deal, I had 2,000 followers on Instagram. Me and my label focused on making great songs. Said, how'd, you, how'd you get your career? I said, honestly, country radio. Yeah. Nobody knew who I was until country radio started playing my music. Yeah. So I was born and raised and bred and became the artist I am today in country music. Yeah. We all have different ways to get where we're going. So if you focus on the music, the, the music will find its way. Whether you get, you know, discovered through country radio, discovered through television, discovered through streaming devices, discovered through social media, whatever, you still get to where you want to go as long as you focus on the music, keep a good attitude, and uh, don't quit. You know, so that's kind of what I wanted to say purposely as a black man in country music. Right, right on. And I wanted people to say, hey, this is Jimmy saying, focus on the music, nothing else. Yeah. Because no matter what, again, you're from, no matter where you're from, what your skin color is, what your sexual orientation is, people can sense authenticity and they can sense a fraud. Yeah. So all you got to do is live your life, be the person you are, and make the music that you want to make that's great, and be honest with yourself about the level of music you're creating. And it'll all work itself out. It always does. Yeah. <clears throat> most yeah. people, it doesn't work out for most people because they quit right before they break through. Mm. You know, most people aren't built for success because they're not built for the struggle. Yeah. And it's the struggle that prepares you for success and how to handle it. But that's just what I think. I'm wrapped. <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging on every word. You're, you're, you're preaching some gospel there. I appreciate you. Now, speaking of your music, uh, Tulip Drive, a uh, very personal album for you on there, one of the songs, Down Home. In the video, you're doing some fishing, and you mentioned fishing earlier in this interview. When was the last time you really went fishing? Man, it's been a couple months. Yeah. I was in Florida. Cause I'm not a big lake fisherman. You know, they got lakes and stuff in Tennessee, and I can't really get down no. lakes. Yeah, I, I grew up ocean fishing. Yeah, same here. I grew up in, the, in southern know? Maine, and I grew up catching ocean fish. Oh, yeah. So I'm actually going 
I'm going back to Delaware next week. I'll be doing some uh, doing some fishing in, fishing in Delaware. But yeah, in that video, that place I was fishing at was uh, me and my dad's favorite spot oh, nice. out in this canal nice. in Delaware. It was a good trip. And I wanted to, um, so everything in that video was a, was a real place. Like the house I was sitting on was the house I grew up in nice. in Delaware. The baseball field was where, you know, my dad taught me how to play baseball. The guy in the video, the only other person, my friend Nick, we've been friends since I can remember. Sure. You know, we're like six or seven, and we met actually on that baseball field. You know, the, the restaurant where it started is this place on the boardwalk of a home beach called Gus and Gus. And that's where me and my dad would go get a cheesesteak after every fishing trip. Nice. You know, so, uh, and, and Tulip Drive is actually the name of the street my grandma Betty lived on, Louis Delaware. Betty is the one I named, you know, Betty James Gold Edition after. Yeah. Yes, sir. And every show, you see that purple scarf hanging out my pocket. Yep. That was her scarf that she wore every time we went. Nice, nice. Uh, my uh, my late wife Michelle, her favorite color was purple, and oddly enough, uh, since her passing, a lot of the streetlights here in Wichita have turned purple, and they keep on trying to fix them, and then more yeah. streetlights turn purple. So I I, I love the color. I love, I, I love the color purple. So uh, I can appreciate hey, that. And that's Michelle. That's her telling you, hey, I'm here. Yes, sir. I see you. Yes, sir. All right, so you're playing the Orpheum Friday night. We're excited to have you here in town. Aside from the music, uh, i got to tell you, I love your style, dude. Uh, every time you come on stage or on the red carpet or appear on TV, you got a different flow going. And uh, me, I'm kind of built that same way. Back in the back in the 90s, I was into the Z Cavaricis and some crazy outfits. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, watch out. Those parachute pants, they were my thing. Yeah, I love it, man. You know, because I, I was a big fan of the era of country music and guys used to wear those needy suits with the dazzle and stuff all over Yes. That stuff was fine, man. And for me, for me, fashion is just another extension of entertainment. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So that's why I can't wait for, like, I look forward to award shows and red carpets. And even my shows, you know, on stage, I try to, you know, wear something different. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, that's me best represents, you know, who I am. And I love I love having fun with it. What's, what song is on repeat right now on your playlist? Right now, it's this writer in town named Emily Wiseband. She did this pop project where she writes a lot of country songs for a lot of people. But man, she put out an album called Identity Crisis. Mm. And she has this song called Help It. And I can't get enough of it. Okay. And the song is just about how a lot of times we self-sabotage. You know, we tell ourselves that we don't deserve the greatness in our life. You know, we tell ourselves that how many times you see so many relationships where people walk away from people that treat them the way they should be treated because they don't think they deserve it. Right. And I can't get that song out of my head. Nice. It's so freaking good, man. All right. I'm going uh, to have to go listen to that. It's so good. That and Carly Pierce's 29 album. Yes. Holy yes. Uh, oh, and I'm a classic guy, so I always, I'm always rocking some sort of Matchbox 20. Sure. Whether it's their last record, North, or the first record. Uh, you know, you, you talk briefly about, uh, you know, identity crisis and, and the message you were, you were picking up from that. It reminded me of a book I read once uh, called Outwitting the Devil. And the big message they put through that was, mm. you know, the two biggest success killers are fear and self-doubt. Yeah. You know, and... A lot uh, of times when it comes to success, we, we stop ourselves. We're, we're, yeah. in our, we're in our own way. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, can you do me a favor? Can you and Willie Jones and Breland do a song together? Because I'm telling you right now, that would be fire, and I'm here for it. Oh, man, we'll do. I love those boys, too. Those are my guys. Jimmy Allen, you made a lot of time for me today, and I appreciate you very much. And uh, looking forward to you uh, bringing the bringing the heat, bringing the bringing it all Friday night at uh, at the Orpheum. It's going to be a great show. Tickets still available, and uh, we look forward to you uh, coming to town. Man, it's going to be great, man. I uh, my friend Cam Bedell, one of the guys I wrote down home with. I wrote it with Cam Bedell, my bass player Tate Howe. His brother, his brother is actually the drummer in Lanco. Oh. And my friend Ryan Ball. Right where Cam is actually going to be at that show in Wichita because he's from there. Right on. Him and his family are from there. So it's going to be a great show. Uh, I appreciate your time and I appreciate the, the support, not only from my music, but other artists as well. Jimmy Allen, Friday night at the Orpheum. Oh, yeah.